0: Okay, good. Well, welcome, welcome. We are here in the Leadership Lounge. Uh, we're here in a different venue, and I'll explain where that is in a moment. Uh, so, welcome to our guests. We're here in the Leadership Lounge, and I have with us here members of Dale Hall Primary School, and that's where we are, Dale Hall Primary School. Uh, and I have joining us today, we've got Joe Dedico, who's uh, the head teacher. Vicky Morris, who's the uh, Acting Deputy Head, Uh, we've got Dawn Leakes here, who's the Inclusion Manager, and Roxanne Downs, who's the Business Manager here at the school. So thank you for joining me here today, Uh, really glad that you could be with us. Um, I wonder if you could just say very briefly, uh, in a short phrase, what is it that you do? I've given you your titles, uh, but what is it that you do? Uh, So Joe, if we start with, with you...
1: Um, Well, I'm a head teacher. I don't think we've got enough time for me to list (laughs) everything that the the head teacher does. But my prime role is to ensure excellent outcomes for everybody in the school. And that our current vision and purpose, which we'll explore later, is to be the very best version of yourself at all times. So that's staff, pupils, community, everybody that we work
0: with. Great. Thank you. So your role is bringing that Together. Yeah, together for everybody great vicky what about yourself acting deputy head so uh, like joe said i'm sure you probably can't sum it up in a sentence <laughs> but what is it
2: yeah um mostly i'm here to work alongside joe um to deputize for times that she's not here and be that first point of call for staff really um but my main focus as i do my day-to-day job is to be here to enable the staff around me to be as joe said the best that they can be and go ahead and and do what they need to do each day
0: yeah great thank you and then dawn uh what about you inclusion manager people in in schools might know what that is but um those listening from business or from charity mm-hmm. sector might not know what that is. so what, what is it um,
3: so do? my main role is to look after the children in the school that have the additional needs it might be both ends of the spectrum, so it could be the children who need the most help, but also the children that need the challenge to be able to fly. Mm. Um, we also um, I manage a team of people. Um, they are my learning support assistants, so I manage them from a day on a day to day basis. But also I look at or make all the referrals. Um, I liaise with all the multi agencies. Um, yeah, parents. Parents. Yeah, forgot them. <laughs> parents. <laughs> And it's, again, it's a long, long list.
0: So you've got a team that you oversee, yes. but again, a lot of liaising with those around yes, you and absolutely. members of the community. Great. Thank you. And then, Roxanne, we come to you, business manager. Mm. Uh, so can you sum your role up in a, in a um, sentence?
4: Well, I look after everything else under the direction of Joe that doesn't involve the education of children. So that's the site, finances, health and safety, um, and just maintaining the, the premises.
0: Great. So all the things that then support yes. the teaching and learning yeah, that's going definitely. on. And you again have a team of people yes. that you work with. yeah uh, a to large them.
5: team.
0: Yeah. Well, that to happen. So yeah. great. Thank you, all four of you, for joining us. Uh, so our topic today uh, is, I think, one of the most important things uh, as, as leaders, actually, which is to pull our team together uh, and to create a good team. And a good working team can be incredibly powerful. Um, but how do you do it this is what we want to explore today uh, and most leaders want to know that secret and you're going to reveal hopefully some of those secrets today what are your top tips what mistakes can they perhaps avoid because actually we learn from those mistakes and, and and what is it about making sure you get the right person for your team uh, to fit um, one of the teams that, that we've had the privilege of of working with is actually your team at Dale Hall and it's a team I know from the work we've done together is is about a shared purpose we'll explore that Joe's hinted more than hinted around that in the introduction as well um so we thought you would be ideal to really talk about our topic today which is all around creating a team um so let's just start with a a question directly linked to that what is so good about the team at Dale Hall uh, so at some point you weren't part of Dale Hall, but you became part of it. So what made you want to join? And the other link question is, what did Joe do to help you kind of understand what this team was all about and capture the excitement for it? So any, any thoughts there? What made you join and, and how did Joe help you? Uh,
4: I didn't actually join it. I think it's part of my role to be part of SLT. But I think for me, what keeps me going and makes me enjoy it is Joe's enthusiasm. Um, humor, sometimes sarcasm, um, <laughs> the pressures of, you know, being at the top. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's, it's a, it's a great team to be part of now. It so, really so
0: there's a sense of the leader's enthusiasm, yeah. humor, uh, a key part of that actually helped you to go, yeah, I want to engage and be part of yeah. this team. Yeah. yeah.
4: And also I think it's knowing at the end of it, it's all about the children All mm. the energy is what can we do to make it better for the children? Yeah.
0: And is that, a, is that a purpose that you shared then?
4: Yeah,
0: yeah, 100%. Yeah, great. And I think that was
4: only heightened
3: by the COVID, not lockdowns and things like that. I think, you know, it was always a purpose, but actually being in that situation, I think, strengthened the team and strengthened that everybody being together and, you know, yeah. everybody mucking in that kind of, you know, space.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so under pressure, the the core purpose mm. really enabled you to pull together. Mm. Uh, so the, people the,
3: amazed you, you know. At that time, I was, you know, I kept thinking. Wow, I didn't know that about that person. I I did not expect them to do that, and I was like a newfound respect for certain people too. Yeah, yeah, You know,
0: and I think in those moments, uh, the leadership thinker Patrick Lencioni says mm. that there's no silo thinking in a crisis. Yeah. Actually, people yeah. do pull together, and when that sense of vision was already strong for you as mm. a team, it really helps to be be the glue. Um, Vicky, when you joined Dale Hall, what was it about it that was a Attractive. It Wasn't just any old job, was it?
2: No, a standout thing for me was the time that was invested in somebody that isn't yet a member of the team. Um, so when I expressed an interest in applying for the job, Joe met with me, um, invited me to bring, I, I was a new mum at the time, invited me to bring my little boy with me. Yeah. It, it, you know, it didn't matter that he was there with me. Um, it's very much a, you know, you matter as a person, your family matters, this is your job. Mm. Um, And that's a shared understanding amongst the staff. And that was really important for me at that point in my life. Um, It wasn't just about having a tour around the school. We sat down together and we spent time getting to know a bit about each other as people and the journeys that we had been on in our careers. Um, And and that was before I'd even handed in an application form. And that Mm. had a lot of waiting for me. Um, And that's something that I've seen continue since i've joined the school so this week for example um we're having an interview tomorrow last week we opened two or three slots every single day of the week to invite people to come in Mm. and see the school Mm. and and i think the time invested is a very very big thing for me
0: Mm. yeah so it's uh, really interesting for people listening as you're forming that team the investment of the leader in potential people Mm. and as i'm hearing this i'm thinking there's there's you found the benefit of that but i think joe may find the benefit of that as well joe what what what's your reason because vicky's going it was lovely i felt valued and i think that is an important part of it but i think that for you there probably were some benefits as well in that
1: absolutely i mean i when you when you set out your purpose and your vision um right from when you first become a teacher and you invest in an organization, and we've all worked in different places, mm-hmm. you can kind of, you, you come towards a point where you know what's important. And for me, family is very important. Mm. And I like to be able to get people to talk about their family. I invest in people and I invest in the children. And that's, we've always talked about the outcomes for pupils, but it's also the outcomes for the staff. Mm. And leadership is about growing your staff. So what growth, I I do like to find out because I want to see what growth they have within them. So Mm. Vicky, I remember very clearly when you came to the school and you you sold me a vision of your ideal EYFS um, and what it would look like. Like, mm. and the outdoor area and the passion that you spoke with and as soon as i see that then i know that, that we've got a lot of, of things that we can come and align with and, and grow together um, and connection mm. is really important really important mm. um, that we connect everybody together so um, for me you know that people are already aligned mm. almost mm. before you've appointed mm. them
0: so that taking time to find out about the person allows you to find out where like a venn diagram where you've got that intersection where there's commonality so you're feeling valued because joe's giving you the time and sharing her vision but equally joe's getting benefit from that as leader because she's finding out about you checking his alignment for the purpose as part of that process so really key thing for our listeners is just this understanding yes yeah, spend some time with the people find about them as a the whole person find out where there's the alignment if you've got a value like here or Family, what's what? What is that for the person too? And and you you check alignment, uh, and that's where you will get much stronger push and and pull in that direction that you want to go in, isn't it? So I was uh, reflecting on this idea of creating a strong team, thinking about Dale Hall, thinking about other teams that we've worked with, and for me there are five Ps. I I like to alliterate a bit. You'll know from some of the work we've done. So purpose, we've covered that already, but we'll pull out a few other things around purpose. Um, People to achieve it. So you need the right kind of people. Uh, Puzzle pieces. We've talked about that already, really, haven't we? That what do I bring? What do they bring? Understanding the difference in the shape of each jigsaw piece, but but how that comes together. Uh, Purposeful goals. So actually understanding the steps you're going to take towards getting there uh, and then the principles, the standards, the expectation. Again, you have pulled some of that already around the values that you kind of stand for. Um, so just thinking about this purpose and creating vision, we, we've talked about uh, that, Joe, already. We've touched on it. Um, and that strong sense of purpose is a key part of some of the training we do around 5D leadership purposes f- and direction is our first D. But how does that shape what you look for in your team? So, you know, just recap with people again. What's the purpose of this school and how have you used that to think about people coming into your team as you've created team?
1: I think because our purpose now is so strong and that hasn't wavered and I don't think it's ever wavered um, from anybody we've ever appointed. They've always been the ones that have talked about, but it's for the children and it's the outcomes for the children. Um, how we align is, is is investing in people like we said earlier on mm-hmm. is, is finding out about them what are your core vision, what's your core vision, what are your values, mm-hmm. um, what do you want to achieve with the children at the end of the day, um, how will you cope with um, difficulties when they arise because they always do um, but if as long as every conversation you have is then, how will that improve the outcomes for the children and and how will that support the vision of the school? It it feels very simple. Mm. And I don't, I'm not oversimplifying it. I'm not at all. It's a very complicated process. But if you bring every conversation back to that, it isn't difficult. Mm. So I, for example, had a conversation this morning with a member of staff who was questioning TA hours, uh, teaching assistant hours. And there wasn't a, that she felt she could approach me, which was lovely. We had a a really good chat about it. And I said, look, at the end of the day, as long as the children are getting the best deal Mm. out of what happens here, We, we can accommodate different people's needs and wants and, and whatever else, but the children have to have the best outcomes mm. and we have to meet on that line. Mm. So, and we're very strong with that now. And I mm. think as, as soon as you align and you're strong mm. and you keep along that line and you keep reminding everybody, leadership becomes a lot more simple mm. for me. Mm. It's every conversation. Mm.
0: So it almost acts as a filter. Uh, and and you say bringing it back to that line and and this is this is what helps us decide whether things are a yes or a no or whether it needs to, tweaking or developing so when you guys joined the school team uh how clear was the purpose made to you so joe's saying you know this is quite clear for her and, and it is carries on through when you joined was that clear for you as in it
3: joining the SLT or joining the actual well, school well either team. in one
0: sense. I think it starts with joining the school team, team doesn't it? Yeah. Once you come into it, and then you join the SLT comes. Yeah. Uh, well, it depends whether you're coming in at that level for your appointment, but yeah, <laughs> it probably starts with when you join the actual school team. So it's
3: a little bit different for me because both my children came here, um, and my son was in year four when I came to work for Joe, mm-hmm. um, and my daughter had just left. So. Would not have worked with <laughs> my daughter being in the same school as me um and in this this is my first year in slt after a lot of badgering i think we're being honest aren't yeah. we yeah um and actually for me it was really hard because initially i couldn't see i could see why i should be but didn't feel i had enough to give um and i think during those first coaching ones and i head down you know classic child with special needs head down thinking um why am I here? Why am I here? What I don't, I don't feel like I'm on the same level. Um, yeah. So for me, it was very strange, and and coming in as a as a ex-parent, head of the PTA previously, all of those things, you kind of I'm waiting for the teachers to judge me for coming in through a different route. If you see what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, I think in terms of joining the SLT, I feel more following the coaching. Feel more empowered. Mm-hmm. But I also feel I'm a lot more confident in, actually, yeah, I am right about that. Or, yeah, I can say that to that person, and I still struggle with that and it a little bit. it always comes back to, yeah. why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? And, and, doing and this
1: often to you children. will answer your own questions, Dawn, always. when you come to me. And you'll say, yeah, oh, I've been thinking about this, and should I do... Yeah. xyz and i'll say well how does that come back how does that align um, with what we're trying to achieve here yeah actually it does yeah, yeah. right and then i'll just walk off
0: yeah so as we said we're in a school so we've just had the photocopier <laughs> kick off in the room in the corner <laughs> printing so for those who are listening on on audio that's what that that noise was if you pick that up And um, so what about for some of the others of you we've, we've we've heard uh here from dawn that actually becoming part of the slt as a team you helped her to see the jigsaw piece that should be bring as uh, she would bring to this, but what about um this sense of of purpose then when you joined the team was it was it made really clear to you that this is what we're all about?
4: I think for me, I think it was an unsaid um feeling that there was purpose there really was, mm. but I don't think we all realized that we shared the same purpose and values um until we had the away day. Mm-hmm. Um, probably about two years ago now, isn't it, Joe? Where S L T all got together. Joe would have done some coaching at that point and mm. wanted to share it with us and actually coached us to develop our own values, beliefs, um, purpose. Mm. And that's when it really started. It was always there, but we never it's like the it's windy. Well we you never talk about it. it's just windy what we yeah. don't talk about the weather yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we never actually talked about oh this is the purpose yeah but we do now like when we're having meetings it's all about what well, why are we doing it and what's yeah. the purpose what's the value to the children what's yeah. the outcome going to be mm.
0: what I love about that story is there a sense that in some ways Jo pulling you together knew the type of people that she wanted but it was this confirmation about what's our individual purpose what's our overall purpose mm. bringing that together you've described earlier on in in the leadership lounge actually as a team you said oh it's in the last couple of years that mm-hmm. we've really pulled this together and that mm. all comes back to them finding out about that clear purpose isn't it and then understanding that alignment too which is what you're, you're describing there Roxanne that mm. we began to see yeah this is my purpose too this is where we share this is where we get that alignment as part mm. of that um Yeah. So one of the other things around purpose is that actually in most cases, people listening to this won't be creating a team from scratch. Some people get that that privilege uh, of just creating an organisation or a school or a team from scratch. But most people inherit team. Um, So what about those perhaps? Who, who are, who've come you know who are part of the team that as a leader you may have inherited both either as joe as overall leader or you leading your teams who perhaps don't share that initial purpose and and vision how do you work with people that that don't immediately share the vision for what what you've got and the purpose any thoughts on that
1: i would say you i have learned to share the why um, and yeah. if if people mm. understand the why and the why is the vision, is, is you know, this is where we want to end up, this is where we're going, this is the journey we're on, this is why we're doing it. Mm. And you help them to question more... Lots of people will, will say, well, I don't want to do that. And they'll have their own reasons as, as to why they don't. If you can explain to them why it's important, they can tell you why, why they're worried. So it's mm. the whys in every sense. Mm. And then you can say, well, how can we, how can we align with that? Mm. Because actually, the end result is always going to be the best outcomes for the pupils. Yeah. So we've got kind of... And it's being relentless. Yes. I, I cannot understate that enough. Um, that every conversation yes. is relentlessly focused on the same thing and mm-hmm. that is what has aligned us as an SLT yeah so they could go to six seven different people on the SLT and they get yes. the same answer <laughs> yeah yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> because yes.
1: relentlessly we're chasing that <clears throat> and then you you get that wonderful moment where you hear a teacher saying to um <clears throat> a child but what would the outcome of that be is that the in best interest of the class and you kind of go yes it's filtering Mm, down it's mm. going through Mm. Um, and the children are now saying you know we're doing this because that is going to be the best outcome for us Mm. and if I move where I'm sitting even though I really like my friend and they're great fun and we can mess about a bit together that the outcome isn't going to be Mm. as good if if I make mm. that decision to move, I will have a better outcome.
0: Yeah. So. so what you're talking about here is making that vision really clear. It's drip, drip, drip. So I talk about filling the bath with the dripping tap. Mm. You know, it's constantly relentless. relentless sharing that. But I loved what you were saying there about asking them how they can contribute to that. So mm. you're trying to find them to find a, a place where they can find some alignment to contribute to that vision. Even if it's only a smaller percentage, what can you bring it's that to? That ownership,
3: this? isn't it? I mm-hmm. think people feel more much more comfortable if they one, they know the direction of travel but also they know they can recognise within themselves what they can bring to that and how we can all reach that and they may choose to to completely ignore that and
1: go off in their own direction Mm. and then it's again that relentless kind of you know you don't just leave it You will go and follow that up and say i thought you know we discussed this Mm. Mm. and it's having that attention to detail and if you're going to be the best version of yourself then you can't just leave those things Mm. and you know roxanne will demonstrate that with we get new furniture she checks it if it doesn't go right she'll follow it up Mm. it's every single bit of a school Mm. you need to um keep questioning but is that going to be the best outcome Mm. Um and then it becomes part of, of like you say, the wind is blowing and you don't even notice it becomes yeah. part of the culture. I think in addition to that as well, it it's kind
2: of going back to what I said my purpose was earlier about that enabling mm. is those those people that haven't quite bought in yet to that purpose is letting them know that they're not they're alone and that you're you're on a journey with them rather yeah. than it's being something you're doing to them. Mm. Um and if you're not the best person to support them there are plenty of people
5: mm. that
2: are there there are lots of different experts in different fields mm. within the school mm. and it's signposting them to the right person to give them a bit of support along the way it's that puzzle piece again yeah isn't it? If i'm not the right fit for you there might be somebody else yeah. mm. and that's been really really powerful and not just within slt now um within the the sort of wider team mm. there are lots of people that are real advocates for our purpose mm. and actually when they've seen somebody um, that's not quite on board. Instead of waiting for somebody on SLT to do something about that, they're they're stepping in early mm. um, and offering mm. that that layer of support there, and yeah. that's been really really powerful. Yeah, brilliant. I think also going
3: back to um, what was said a couple of minutes ago, but about you know people before, if they didn't like the message, they would go and ask Joe, and then they'd go and ask Vicky, then yeah. then they'd go and they might ask
5: Roxanne. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and now
3: I feel like we are so aligned that you are going to get the same answer. Yeah, and I think mm. sometimes that does help because they're, oh well they're all thinking that yeah it's you know, the archetypal yeah. like
0: children do try and play their parents yeah. off against yes, each other absolutely. and where you've got then that real shared vision and shared mm. commitment actually mm. whoever they yeah. ask they get the same answer and, mm. and what you were describing as well vicky is actually now even if they ask members within the wider team absolutely. they're getting that same answer mm. as part of that approach mm. So one of the the key things when creating a team is about pulling the right people in as well. When you get those opportunities, people that can achieve the purpose, the second uh, P. And Patrick Lencioni, we mentioned his name earlier, great leadership thinker, talks about the right kind of people you want for your team need to be humble, hungry and smart. I still can't forgive him for not having a third H. Uh, But what he talks about there is humble, that it's not excessive about their own ego or their own status. Uh, Hungry, they want success for the organization, it's not about themselves. And smart is the emotionally intelligent smartness, not the the academic. So getting those right kind of people. Um, So Jo, I wonder what is it that you really look for in a team player then? Is it about those humble, hungry, smart, or or is it one key thing you're really looking for when you're bringing people into the team?
1: I think it is those three, 100%. I can't disagree with that at all, but also growth, the ability to grow. So, having a a mindset that isn't fixed, this is the way it should be, and this is what I've always done. Mm. Um, And I think, you know, bringing coaching into this when you've been coached you understand that there's more than one way of looking at things mm. and there's more than one way of approaching things. Um, that's what I look for too. So the hung, humble, hungry and smart, definitely. And emotional mm. intelligence is, is about that, yeah. you know, understanding that there are different ways. But I look for flexi- you know, adaptability and, and yeah. people to pick up on things. So we've been showing these candidates around. We had 20 applications for one post. Mm um and you have to whittle it down and, and i spent ages yesterday going, how do i get to this final four and i thought why am i overcomplicating complicating it i know that that we want the best outcomes for the pupils so with that sort of almost vision in front of me it was very easy to whittle it down to those people that wanted to tell me about what they wanted to achieve for the children mm. and, and the why's mm. so
0: yeah so it comes back to those key things what about for others of you uh you may you know, the team is brought in by Joe and you'd be involved in part of that. When you're working with your team, how do you ensure that they are perhaps constantly working within this humble, hungry, smart, how they have that adaptability that Joe was talking about and picking up on things? Is there a way that you you work on that within your teams to make sure that's happening?
4: I think you set a good example. You, you you know, you demonstrate it every day to your team.
5: Yeah.
4: Um, And if you see anything, you explain, you know, what might be wrong with that, Mm. why they're thinking like that, and the reasons, what's the purpose of the school, just a Mm. constant reminder. Mm. Um, But, I mean, I'm very lucky in my team that I'd say they're all very committed the purpose of
0: the school yeah so you've got a team that's been brought in that shares that stuff we've talked about Mm. but you've talked about that really important thing of modeling it so one of the reasons your team stays that way because i think we we create teams we form teams but we're constantly having to evolve and recreate because Mm. life doesn't stand still so neither does our team and and but what you're talking about there is modeling it but you've also talked about picking up on things. So I talk, talk in training about spot speaking and synergizing. So when you mm. spot something, you speak into it and you synergize it back with the core principles that you've mm. taught them right yeah. at the beginning. So you've been saying to them, I've spotted this, this is what we should be doing. And it goes back to our core values, mm. core principles. Yeah. So that again is a key thing about how you help people either become humble, hungry, smart, adaptable, mm. if we add in Joe's one as well. Growth. And I, growth. that
1: have that ability mm. to to grow that aren't kind of well this is who i am and i'm great and Mm. i don't really need and i'm humble i'm hungry i'm Mm. smart i'm all of these things actually you can't be all of those things without wanting to grow and be adaptable and change
0: and that spot speaking synergizing that you're talking about there roxanne enables people to grow Mm. doesn't it so that's a key part of our leadership in helping to create the team and for it to evolve through the different you know meanders that that in this case school like one
1: one of the things we've learned and one of the things Roxanne is in Roxanne's office is next to mine so I hear her do it often now is it used to be Roxanne would come to me and say there's a problem and we'd identify the problem we say okay what are we going to and I'd feel I'd have to solve it mm. then it went from Roxanne would come to me and say there's a problem I know how I'm going to solve it I'm going to go and tell oh our caretaker no. what needs to happen okay and then when we've had some coaching conversations and things like that I've said to Roxanne, "Well." How can you now move that on to the person? So I'll well, hear yeah, it's brilliant, and they'll come. They say, "Oh, there's you know the toilets blocked and blah blah blah." Okay, what caused that? What are you going to do about it? And you hear, I "Well, I'm going to email the staff." Yeah. Them, brilliant, thank you, Graham. And obviously he'll go, and then yeah. and then uh, Roxana go, "Brilliant." That's you know, so it is always taking it to that. What can you do about it to to bring it back? And mm. all of mm. us now are quite pra- well practiced. I think at saying thank you how will you
0: solve that Mm. so what you're talking about there is evolving your team Mm. because it isn't this one-off creation it's a Mm. constant creation of it and you're talking there joe about moving people through from becoming dependent leaders to the ultimate leader to becoming independent and then Mm. ultimately interdependent where they know the core principles Mm. that drive it and they can make those decisions for themselves so that's brilliant Uh, our next one is is puzzle pieces Uh, and i did like this as i thought this through just in sense of you know a puzzle however much you may or may not be into puzzles you know each piece is different shape fits in a different position but contributes to the overall picture and without each puzzle piece contributing you know we end up with a picture that's you know you ever got that archetypal box where there's the piece missing it's very frustrating isn't it how do you as teams ensure people fit together because we're all i sometimes describe human beings as like prickly hedgehogs sometimes we come together and our prickles don't nicely align they end up prickling each other don't we so how do you work as a team to to make sure that you you fit together rather than butt up against each other and prickle each other yeah.
2: um i think one one of the things for me is acknowledging when things do go well um and when we have got things right or when people have worked well together um because a, a while ago you mentioned motivation um and I, I think that acknowledgement does give a lot of motivation to members of the team mm. um and it doesn't necessarily have to be a big public acknowledgement sometimes it can be a very private quiet you know that was really good well done or a thank mm. you um, but for me that that's really helped kind of promote the areas where things are working and then you see more of that mm.
0: um, so kind of praise yeah. what you want to see
2: yeah
0: yeah, yeah. it works yeah. for adults and children yeah. doesn't without it? without
2: overdoing it though yeah, yeah. it's
0: yeah. got to be appropriate yeah. hasn't it and it's got yeah. to be real and it's got to be relevant mm. yeah and if you overdo it then people go this doesn't feel authentic yeah. so it's got that authenticity in it, it's really key. and we wouldn't
3: do it to children wouldn't we we wouldn't praise them to the point where they've it becomes excruciating mm. you know you know the children you know the people you work with
0: mm. or it holds no value if we're mm. in authentic so it's about yes. authentic praise on the things you want to see helps mm. deliver that anything else that you guys do to to get your team clicking together in the right places rather than than conflicting
3: i think it's investing time as well you know and especially if you've seen something you know you, you're saying about you know you spot it and you think right okay mm. hey, and right, need to deal with this but actually you know going back to how are they going to deal with it? And I think it's a mind shift challenge. So in terms of um, thinking about, am I firefighting this? And that's how I used to feel mm. when I first came here. I felt like every day was a, a complete barrage. And actually being able to give people some independence, um, being able to, to, for them to come up with a solution and then they start doing it and then they might check back and mm. then they, and then they come to you and they say, I've done this. This was going to happen, but I've done this and this. And I'm like, brilliant. Mm. Yeah, off you go then. Wonderful.
0: So investing okay. time with people, bringing mm. it back again, what I'm picking up, you have to bring it back to what's our purpose here, but asking, what are you going to contribute? Mm. Uh, and again, what that does is it brings us back to the thing earlier about mm. driving their independence as a leader to contribute as part of that process as well. And
3: trusting people, doesn't it, as well. Mm. By doing that, you're giving them, you know, I trust you, mm. you know, you are employed here to for the outcomes of the children, blah, blah, blah. I trust, I trust you to be with that child or those children mm. so I want you to be part of the solution yeah. not for me to say right I'm dictating that this is what was going to happen yeah. Um, yeah I also think creating a, a place a safe place to make mistakes mm. um,
1: where you can mm. say oh, I got that wrong mm. um, what can I do about it um, if you work on that and that's the hard, one of the hardest things I think for a team mm. to mm. say I got it wrong or I didn't think that through properly or I tempted that you know we we all then swoop in and say well we can use sort of align mm. and move around um and recognizing it um so if you have been abrupt with somebody and and whatever else and being relentless is that sort of kind of is that bringing us you know we we value kindness and we mm. value this and we value that mm. how are you demonstrating that and how can we help you if, if you need support and I think that is something that that we're constantly working on mm. isn't mm. it I think linked to that as well as something that particularly over the last sort of 12 to
2: 18 months that we've been working on, not, not just as an SLT, um, but supporting other members of staff is not shying away from difficult conversations, mm-hmm. you know, and if there are two people that have kind of disagreed on something or maybe aren't quite getting on the way that we know they can is to either sort of mediate a difficult conversation between the two mm-hmm. of them or if it's one person that's come to us and said, oh, this has happened, mm-hmm. actually encouraging them to go away and have that conversation themselves mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that
5: that's
0: been really effective, yeah, and it's really interesting. Um, one of the five dysfunctions of a team is when there is uh, it is around this conflict and lack of conflict. Mm-hmm. We tend to think conflict's bad for a team, mm-hmm. but actually conflict is really important, how you work through face to-face the difficulties and that's what you're describing there let's bring this to the table let's let's wrestle with this mm-hmm. and so actually to, the ability to have good conflict as a team is really important and so we've said actually creating a team even though that's our title it's a constant isn't it because if you're not constantly evolving and checking mm-hmm. how things going actually this is conflict let's bring it to the table if we don't deal with it it ends up in the back mm-hmm. channel politics doesn't it and people talking to people that actually can't do anything about it and it creates It then breaks down trust within the team as well.
4: I think that's one of the biggest things I took away from coaching is that you could have a good team, but you can't just sit on your laurels. Mm. You have to keep going back. And as you've said yourself, Colin, if you've got flowers, you need to water them. Mm. So that's one of the biggest things Mm. I've learned. That I've said already that I've got a very good team. But I don't just sit back and, and leave it. I, I make sure I nurture it mm, still.
0: Mm. And I think that's a really valuable point, isn't it? We, when we nurture the team, yeah. that's when we end up with a good team. Yeah. Doesn't, you know, we'll have some good people that we brought in, but that, that doesn't mean that you'll automatically have a good team. It has to be nurtured. Yeah. You have to spot the things that yeah. perhaps aren't, whether it's conflict, bring it, work mm. on it. Uh, and, and nurture as you see that team as part of that process. And um, so uh, as we come and head towards the end of our kind of session here, we've got two, two areas just to look at, uh, which is just the purposeful goals and then some key principles. And then I'm going to ask you for your top tips, uh, for us to end on. So one question just around this purposeful goals, and that's just around people, this sense of delegation, sense of knowing, Uh, their roles and how they complement each other so how have you ensured that you've done that either within your own small teams or how have you ensured you've done that as a as a school team any thoughts on that one
1: (laughs) i suppose i i I took the lead on that essentially because i felt that although i felt i was very um clear on lines of communicate communication it it Mm. didn't always come filter through that way so I created um very visual um documents that are around the school now so in the, the school f- that we use communal spaces so who do you need to talk to you know who should you talk to first what should that conversation be about and have you gone through those channels mm. and I think it's so important to keep saying have you spoken to your phase leader or have you come straight to me oh no I didn't speak to okay so Perhaps go back and chat it through with them. Mm. Yeah, but they won't know. Well, they, they might know because we've had that conversation in SLT. So go back to it. And, and it's taken us two, three years to get to that point now where the phase leader attends all the SLTs, can solve all of those problems, um, parents as well. So it, it comes, I think, from, from the top really for me saying this is how it should be, but it also means that all of us have to then are keep batting them back, keep pushing mm. them back, you know, to, to go through those proper lines. And now people are saying, Oh it's not that you don't care. I see why you want me to do that now, because mm. you don't know that child really, do you? Because mm. you're the assistant head and you work in key stage one. Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be better if this mm. person in this aspect knew about yeah. it. Um and equally you will then bring it to me if you feel it needs um
0: So in terms of your structure, having really clear roles, really clear lines of communication um, so that actually the teams that can really do something about it are connected in. So making sure those roles are really clear and And that you then reinforce them. Yeah, otherwise it can very quickly deteriorate. And actually then you end up with one leader having to deal with everything and it exhausts that leader. So sharing that load of responsibility. Um, And our last one is uh, just around the principles or the standards uh, and so I guess the question I'll pull out for this one is kind of how do you make sure the standards of what you expect remain high when you're you know when you bring them into the team but also how do you you maintain that how, how do you do it's that it's going
3: back to what Roxanne said though isn't it we need to water the flowers mm-hmm. we can't let them go dry mm-hmm. so it might be um getting them together we've tried all sorts of things in, in sense so we've had like meetings we've you know obviously they've had coaching as well we followed up I followed up on all of those all of my team after the coaching. what did they get out of mm. it how do they feel that would impact on their practice mm. all of those kind of things but again it's checking in with people isn't it mm. is there, you know somebody might say something like oh notice they're not feeling great or it's not really going very well
5: yeah
3: is there anything I can help you with you know checking mm. in with that person making sure investing that time mm. yeah um, because otherwise it gets away from you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's hard, much harder to stop once it's yeah. got like this. Yeah, you know? It's yeah. all about narrowing that gap. Yeah, we yeah, talk about it all it the time for get children, it, get it early but on. actually we need mm. it for adults mm. as well.
0: Mm. Checking so in. get the standards clear in the first place make sure yeah. we know it as a as a leadership team mm-hmm. and then help people to understand those you have talked about mm-hmm. coaching and then checking in on them mm-hmm. so that actually the gap doesn't get too far that they've moved so far away from that standard it's much harder for them to work yeah. their way back making,
2: yeah, sorry, sorry. Dawn. No, right. it's about being visible as a leader yeah. as well you know not not being hidden away in an office mm. actually getting out into the school um because those standards you know we we know that we're going to uphold that as SLT yeah but if we're hidden away in an office we don't know what's going on in the mm. year five classroom on a Thursday morning mm. or in reception on a Friday mm. afternoon mm. so actually being around the school and being visible by the staff and the children yeah. kind of helps maintain
1: those high standards yeah and, as and well.
0: that presence just helps not forgetting
1: it. the
3: importance of pupil voice as well well I
1: was just about if, to say uh, yeah. I, I've, I've, I've when you look at a school as a business, which I never like to do, but yeah. the sort of we're looking at outcomes for pupils. We want them to be the best mm. outcomes for the pupils, and the only way you can check that is by talking to the pupils. Mm. Are we achieving the best thing here? What does it look like for you? Are mm. we getting it right?
5: Mm.
1: Um, because they're the end product, mm. um, so we do that Sunday. all of the time. And mm. um, we wrote our behaviour policy with the pupils the other day, and they brought some very different spins on it that I hadn't realised or or even thought about Mm. um so yeah it's always involving every single stakeholder on all of those conversations um
3: and, and following it up as well. I think. well I think we've said that yeah. a lot, haven't we? Being yeah, relentless, following it up, checking that they understood again. With the again. children as well. Yeah, you know, if we've said that we're going to do something, we'll we will do it. 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 Yeah. We do it, and mm. we follow it's it up. There's confidence in, in yeah. the people that you're working with as well. Yeah. They
1: need to have confidence that SLT will carry these things through, and that their voice is being heard. The teachers, that your community, your parents, yeah. your governors, mm. everyone is represented. Um,
0: I love what you're talking about there eight acres obviously it goes back to your purpose about Mm -hmm. children it's at the core Mm -hmm. of your purpose and you're going back to the children to say actually how are our standards coming through so yes you can touch base with the the staff and Mm -hmm. check in with them but it's actually saying to the children how are you finding this what's your how are you experiencing it for those outside of education it would be the same principle who is it you're there to serve Mm -hmm. are you going back to them and checking Mm -hmm. you might merrily be thinking you're doing a fine job Mm -hmm. but your customers in the case of it's a business can tell you if it's a charity, those that you're serving, Mm. what are they giving you that feedback for? And
1: don't just ask the ones that answer all the time. Mm. That's the other thing. So when I do parent surveys, I will look at it and I'll say 50% of parents have answered. What's happening with the other 50? Mm. How can I reach them? Because actually they might well be happy, but probably... A small percentage of them won't be and yeah. just won't feel safe to bring it up yeah. or to whatever else. And so, so it's those it's...
0: follow up phone calls or the follow up the conversation yep. with them. Yeah. Yep. Great. Guys, thank you ever so much for being part of the Leadership Lounge today and exploring creating team. Uh, we always end with our top tip. Around team and creating team. Uh, so, Joe, I'm going to start with you. Uh, when you create team, and we've talked about this as a, a constant recreation as well, what's your top tip? And then I'm going to ask uh, the others as well. So, what's your top tip for our listeners?
1: My top tip would definitely be invest in the person that you're employing, that you're creating, that you're bringing into the team. Know them, know them well. Um, if you know their strengths and you also know where they need to improve Mm. you can support them to do that you can also slot them in you know the right piece of the puzzle to put with whom Mm. invest your time invest yourself get to know those people um, because ultimately they're the ones that that are going out and selling your vision
4: and mm. your values to
0: everybody else right thank you joe roxanne i'm going to move to you you're probably going oh why didn't you ask the others next the I, others thinking <laughs> <laughs> um,
4: I think mine is the bit about the water and the flowers that you know you if you don't inherit a good team you pick a good team mm. um but you know you you need to remember that they need to be nurtured mm. um like you said vicky also praised um, but then at the same time, you mustn't be afraid if there are real issues, addressing those mm. um, to let the team know that, you know, it's all the shared same shared vision and the same is expected of all of us. Mm. We've all got to do our part. Mm. It's not down to just one or two of you and the others are slacking in the background. Mm. It's all everybody involved. And mm. um, luckily, our culture is very much like that already. But, mm. you know, you, you can't sit still,
0: mm. can you? Lovely. Thank you. I'm going to move to you next.
4: Oh, no. Yes. No, really? I can, maybe
0: because you said, good, it's Roxanne. <laughs> no, uh, so so um, what is it for you, Dawn? So
3: what is it for me? So it's that consistency of vision. And I think it's keeping that bottom line.
0: Mm-hmm. Um.
3: Because actually at the end of the day, everything all of us do is about the children and that improving their mm. outcomes. Mm. So whether it's transition, whether it's how we present ourselves in the playground, how it, we talk to parents, how we answer our messages, it's that whole thing and those expectations, I have those expectations of everybody mm. and I do we do revisit them a lot. Mm. and I think that's my top tip is have people with you that respect those Mm. expectations
0: brilliant thank you you forgot brilliant (laughs) (laughs) Vicky what about you
3: um
2: mine is remaining true to yourself within that and yeah you have a shared purpose and these shared Mm. values and a vision but you still have to be you within that team Mm. and you have to allow your team to be themselves Mm. as well Mm. so as long as everybody's values align then whatever you do where you know it could be having a difficult conversation with somebody telling somebody that's quite something that's quite uncomfortable but if you bring that back to what's important to you and the reason why you're doing it mm. actually as long as you're doing it for the right reasons and you're doing it with kindness what mm. you've got to do is just part of mm. the job mm. um and that keeps everything open and honest and for a team to work whether it's a sort of long standing existing team or a team that's got lots of new people coming into it mm. that openness and honesty i think will always be absolutely vital to the team's success Mm
0: -hmm. lovely thank you and well done everybody uh for your (laughs) contribution today and just around this whole principle of creating team uh so thank you for joining us being part of the leadership lounge thank you listeners for joining us as well and we look forward to seeing you next month for our next next leadership lounge Mm